Welcome back. Episode 104 of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my host, Brett. And Luca also returns for this episode. Uh, we're going to be discussing what happens now with Fox out, Heedle out for at least another five, six days. We're also going to have the gambling corner stir the pot and more. But first, just want to let you all know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back because Brett and returning Luca. Luca, Brett, how's What's it going? What's up, guys? How are you? So good. Glad glad you're back with the tank top and the wine in hand. It's just like old times. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it feels good, especially Brett since... Brett was slacking you know, on the tank top situation there. He started, yeah. I believe, and then started slacking off. You know, you you are in Buffalo and it is starting to get cold, so I'll give you a break on that. I, I think um, really what it is is I haven't touched the weights in the last couple of weeks. I'm just not feeling as confident in the guns. So I, I need to, once I get pumping again, then I'll, I'll get back to the tank tops. It's yeah. Just, just get on a steady, uh, steady cycle of trend. trend. Uh, you know, you know, we'll, uh, is that, is that steroids trend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I was going to yeah, I said that the right way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just get on a cycle and you'll be good. Yeah. Um, I'll be good to go. yeah. 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 Get ready for beach season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be jumping on, especially after, uh, after a pretty damn good road trip, uh, that the Rangers kind of pulled off there and obviously not the best, uh, you know, return to the garden. Obviously they won the game, but a lot of crap happened. So I'm sure we're going to talk about all that today. And, uh, yeah, so what, what, what do we got going on, Brady? So what do you guys think with the Fox LTIR? He can't play until the Sabres game, uh, November 29th, and then Heedle IR for seven days. Can't play until November 12th, which is the Blue Jackets game. How, how do the Rangers survive this month? You know, I actually, look, there's, there's a number of ways we could look at this. Um, I think that I've always kind of looked at Look, some I looked at things with 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 positivity in the past, and I I kind of will do that. Especially like, look, his it's a sprained MCL on Fox, correct? Is that what we're hearing? I didn't I didn't see anything on I I, I the exact injury on Fox. It could be I wasn't on Twitter much. That's, that that was what I was at least I that could be completely wrong. It makes sense. Um, I mean, it could be it, 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 that's what it does look like. Yeah. Yeah. So I maybe I'm just like conjecturing because every time I got hurt in sports, like I feel like now that when I watch sports, I'm like, oh yeah, just okay. Again, the Brett yeah. jinxed it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Always <laughs> saying, always saying with the injuries, and then this happens. Fox never has gotten injured like this before. Coincidentally, well, when Brett tries to uh, jinx it over and over again. Fox he was due. Over. He was due for it. I can't help it. He was it. due when you said he was due. That <laughs> was the situation. Look, you know, this is, look, you, you, I think that this is, this could turn out to be a positive, okay? Um, I always think it's a good thing for teams to uh, go through some adversity early on in a season. Um, that kind of binds people together and, you know, builds that brotherhood, especially like you're at, you're at one of your best players, if not the best player, um, you know, you're going to have to look for other people to step up. And I think that, um, look, when D'Angelo, uh, took a backseat, Fox stepped up, you know what I mean? And then like, there was like a birth of Fox that year and we were like, oh, wow, he's really we, we knew he was good but he's really fucking good yeah. um and so we saw him kind of step up and win the norse 
Zach Jones is not going to step up and win the Norris, but like Zach Jones can step up over the next month and provide some pretty solid depth and possibly, I don't know, increase his trade value because I think that's where it was going. Uh, and his trade value wasn't very good. Um, you're also, I, I think that uh, Gus, um, he's a good stopgap. He's not a replacement. He's a good stopgap in the meantime to kind of take m- more of those offensive minutes away um, or he's fill the void. Like yeah, exactly. So I think him filling the void of that for at least a month, um, he's very serviceable in that area. Um, and it's, I, I think it's not the worst thing in the world for the D to kind of jumble the pairs a little bit. Um, look, they've, they've looked good so far this year. Um, I love it's maybe it's just cause it's such a, I don't know, you know, it's such a change of pace from the lack of no structure to actually having structure, um, to watch it. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just, I think that they can withstand it, uh, I don't necessarily think you could withstand a num a, a lot more right now, um, but I, I think right now with the current injuries that they have, I think that they have the pieces in place to kind of move forward. It's going to be tough, but you're going to have to see players step up, like new ones. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I like that as a as an idea too. That you know, this is a good opportunity for some guys to step up. And also, you're right. I think it's good for a team to have a little bit of adversity, and especially it comes at a good time. Like if this was the second game of the year, I think it might be a bigger uh, you know kind of fuck up for us. Uh, but it's not because we've already banked eight and a half wins right now. You know, yes. Month. So if we go five and five for the next 10 games here, it's really not the end of the world. It's not really going to impact our playoff, you know, potential. I think this team is going to make, even if we duff the next 10 games in a row, I'm like, I think this team is still going to end up making playoffs anyway. Um, And because we played so well out of the gate, I think that the pressure is a little bit off them to, you know, absolutely, you know, crush this next month here without your best player. Um, But like you alluded to as well, the structure that we're playing with, I think, gives us a fighting chance in almost any game. And then you add Igor, and then you add anyone else stepping up. You have Laffy stepping up. You have Panarin playing hot. You have Zibby starting to score goals. We might be able to surprise some people and be like, damn, the Rangers just went 7-3 and three without their best player. You know, like, yeah. I can easily see that being a reality. But even if it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's one month without Fox is not going to tank this season. Right. Yeah. It's different and- now when – oh, sorry. No, I was just going to mention, it's different now when – or rather before when there was no system, if things fell apart, they fell apart fast because there's yeah. nothing to get back to because there was nothing there in the first place. It was just an opportunistic team. But now, right, if they start slipping up, obviously, versus the Wild, that was a very last year's game, I'd say. Yeah. But considering that's one game out of, what, 10, I, yeah. I'd just burn the tape and move on. But now you have an actual system, you have structure. So if you start falling apart, you go back to the basics and you know where to go back to. Uh, the other thing was, is I was thinking Miller would uh, could be a, a defenseman to step up. I mean, of course, you go back to the 2022 playoffs. He was an absolute beast. Uh, I, I really hope he starts using that body more. Because, I mean, a player that can knock down Evgeny Malkin just coming into the zone... I you you use that size and he's also fast incredible reach stick checking he's got all the tools it's just a matter of putting it all together 
Yeah. And no, but I, I, you're right. I, I think that I, when I was talking about Gus, I, I thought about Keandre as well. Um, you're going to see the two of them, I think, kind of really take that load off. Um, and I, I think that they are both very willing and capable to do it. Would we, would you change the lines or would you stick to it, stick to it as it is right now? So for, full disclosure, uh, last night was the first game without Fox and Heedle. Uh I was working the entire time, so I haven't been able to like sit so down. The, the lines were um, Kreider, Mika, uh, Kako, Panarin, Trocek, Lafreniere, and then Brodzinski was centering Cooley and Wheeler on the third, and then VC, Benino, and Pitlick as the fourth. I, you know, I, I really – I mean, it's tough to really say without watching the the game that the one game that they had because uh, I've really liked the way the the lines have kind of been rolling um, before Heedle left the the forward lineup. Uh, I love the way the lines were rolling. So I, I you know, I it, it's it there's it's tough because like you know, Brodzinski and, and players like that are so never he got really... sent down by the way. Brodzinski got it, sent down already. Okay, yeah. Well, he, he was just covering for Goudreau. He was covering that's, for Goudreau. Goudreau didn't play yeah, because uh, Goudreau, uh, his wife was given birth, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I think that once Goudreau is able to kind of slide into that third line, I think that gives you a lot more uh, freedom. Um, I, I I don't know. I I would I would wait and see. I mean, look, they scored. They they jumped out to a three nothing lead. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if that's a line thing or or what the issue was at the end. Um, and why they blew it, but you know, that, I don't know what that is. I, I, that's a that's a tough question. Would you would you change lines? I mean, I'd I'd give it a few more games. You don't throw it. You don't put it in a blender after one. Like that was the worst game of the season, right? But you you don't just throw it in a blender then and wave the white flag, right? You, you give them a game or two. You give them a few games. Now it's a bit different. Because it's not under normal circumstances. This is injuries, and you could easily just change the lines until Fox comes back, Hedo comes back. Um, speaking of Woodrow, by the way, uh, before I mentioned the lines, I was actually wondering what you guys thought because the fourth line scored right away when Goodrow was out of the lineup. Yep. It I sure mean, did. has he been is there if the lineup is if everyone was fully healthy, would there be an argument just to scratch him? In favor of who? My grandmother. Any anyone? I I mean, like, look, I I do think that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, his one I, thing is faceoffs. That's the one thing he he's been really good at. But other than yeah, that, but, like, he had, but he had Benino on the fourth already. Right, right. That's the thing. Benino and, Benino and Trocheck's doing and, well. Pitt looked BC and Benino for the yeah. four. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I personally still want to just get Wheeler out of the lineup. And I, I know everyone's like, don't rush him, don't rush him, don't rush him. But I, I don't care. I, I want Brandon I think Offman. Luca's ready for another conversation. I want him. I want Offman in. And it's not just because I want the – I was talking to Brick about this over text. It's not just that I want the new hot young prospect and I want to see him. I mean, that's part of it. But, I mean, I genuinely feel like what this team is lacking right now is exactly the kind of player that he is. Um, he is like an even strength guy. He is a sniper. He's a shooter, but he also plays with grit and he's got a good size and he plays hard. So I feel like he's like an ideal third line guy. And I just feel like him with Trocek and um, uh, Cooley 
would just be so good. And because Blake Wheeler is just by the so way, speaking of great, Cooley, Cooley leads the Rangers in hits, by the way. Yeah. See, and, and, and Trocek is not uh, shy about hitting people either. And then you have Offman, who also is, is known to be stapling dudes out there. And then you also have the fact feet. that he's got a really good shot and good playmaking. And so does Trocek. And Cooley obviously is no slouch either. I think that immediately makes that third line better. I know he's like, oh, he's young. You want to don't want to rush him. I get that. And it's fine that they don't do that. I'm just saying, I think it's a perfect time to bring him up because I don't think Wheeler is actually going to eat. I don't know how Wheeler could end up becoming a great third line guy. He's just too slow to actually really be effective anymore. I'm not saying he's like. My question is, though, how did he get 45 points last year? Wasn't it 55? 55. There you go. How did he get like, I agree with you. He looks slow as hell. But how in the world did he get 55 points? Was he just like with Kyle Connor the whole time and just like every one of those goals? Yeah, I think so. I think that was a big part of it. Also, too, you know, when how old is he? 36. He's like my age, right? 36, 37. I know he's above 35 because they were able to do the plus 35. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, that's what I mean. So when you hit that age, like there, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen to everybody at the same time, but like there will be a massive year-to-year difference sometimes where it's just like, yeah, 37, I could do this, and 38, I can't. You know, and some dudes, that's 34 to 35. But he's in an age where it's like a cliff is coming one way or another, and the cliff, I think, might have came for him. And maybe, yeah, if he was playing with, like, Panarin and Laffy or something, maybe he could still, like, get enough points because there's enough, you know, uh, you know, there's enough going on around him that he can facilitate. But to me, he's just not a third-line guy at all. He's an ex-top-six guy, and I don't think he works as a third-liner because he's not fast enough. He can't keep up, and I think he doesn't add anything to that line. I think he just makes that line worse, even though I don't think he's necessarily playing poorly. He doesn't make bad decisions with the puck. He's not lost out there. He's just not quick enough to actually join the play. And meanwhile, we have a guy who embodies to me a third, you know, a talented third line guy. And so I'm just like, you know what? Fucking let's bring him up. Let's see what happens. I I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, pretty much on I don't disagree with you on anything. The one thing I'll say is I think that they will bring, especially if Ackman continues to play well in the yeah. AHL. I think he'll be up by the end of the year. Um, you know, especially a few more injuries to happen. Like, you know, if, if, if Hedl was a winger, he might've been up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, I, I, I wouldn't, I understand the, the, the desire to see him kind of plug into that spot right away right now, because right now things are cooking, but also like, you know, before the, those three injuries really, I mean, the boys were cooking. Yeah, uh, so I, I I get it. Like, but I would I would like to keep him down there. You know, maybe for the rest of the year, like the calendar year, um, yeah. and and then like then bring him up because I I do think there is a benefit to playing twenty plus minutes a night down there. Oh uh, sure, sure, you know, and then like and then stepping into like that third line role. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, as you said, like. Wheeler has not been like uh, a wart out there, like or anything no. in that regard. So, like to me, that's that's why I'm like, you know what? If if he plugs the, the spot, sticks out now, is maybe turnovers, arguably. Yeah. But no, I I 100 agree with what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah I, I think that we 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 all kind of like agree on that sense, and I think that that kind of is the way it's going to shake out, regardless of of what we want. 
Yeah, and 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 to be clear to you guys and, and listeners as well, I'm not actually saying that they're making a mistake by not bringing him up and that they absolutely stupid or anything like that. I'm just saying I think already that it would work. I think it would work in terms of what the line needs, what the team needs right now. And I, I honestly think that Othman is one of those guys, just the way he plays the game. And it's not like he's a European coming over either that's got to adjust to the, the NHL size ice or anything. I feel like, and, and the fact that his size and his body too, I feel like he's somebody that will plug into the NHL well and he won't struggle massively. Um, so that's not really concerning me. But I'm not saying, oh, they're making a mistake, how stupid that they're not bringing him up. I get it. Giving him time makes total sense. And I'm oh yeah. I'm here for it. I'm just saying, I think if they did want to do that, I think it would work. I think he, I think his game plugs in perfectly into that line and replaces one of the few kind of sore spots in the lineup right now. Well, would you, yeah. would you change the, Brett, would you change the lines at all now or say no. in two, it was saying like two games, they still look bad. Would you possibly change it up just until everyone gets healthy? I mean, you always can if, if, if we actually look that bad. But the, the thing is, like, if we actually look as bad as we looked in Minnesota for the for the next two games, I don't think it's because of the line combos, you know. And right. I don't think line combo necessarily changes that. That's more of, uh, you know. Well, it, it, there is a scenario, right? Like, what I was thinking, like, again, like, I, I personally would wait a few games. And if Hedo comes back at that point, then you don't switch him up at all. Um, if you put, first of all, I, I wouldn't want to, split up Panarin and Lafreniere, right? That that chemistry. No, no, of course been not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. cooking. Um if you put Panarin and Lafreniere with Mika, you give Mika who's been struggling 5v5 with the hottest, arguably one of the hottest NHL players right now. And Lafreniere obviously keeps that chemistry. Kreider and Trocek had very underrated chemistry when they played together last year. You put Kaka uh, also on there. And then the third line, I mean, obviously not the greatest, uh, but you really, again, you're not going to be able to balance it out perfectly. It's just, it's not going to work. Um, the third line would be Cooley, Goodrill, and Wheeler. And True. then the fourth line, I know, it's it's not great. but uh, <laughs> I really like line, the first two lines sounded great. Two, I was like, oh, yeah. Let's so, so let's focus this. on the first two lines then, I guess. Yeah, then you get to the bottom six. You're like, <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Well, well no, 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 the fourth oh, line isn't that bad. Is the fourth work. line isn't that bad. VC, Benino, Pitlick. I'll, yeah, I mean, no, it's fine. I know, but you know, in terms of like considering we had last year Ryan Reeves, um, Kevin Rooney, and shut up, shut up. And I don't, I, I don't think we could complain about this fourth line. Yeah, well, we can. We still can, and we still will. No, it's fine. Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't been all that concerned with like their, uh, you know, their league leading worst, you know, XGF ratings and stuff like that. That they're, third really in, they're third in least goals allowed and 17th in goals scored. And that's exactly why I, I don't understand why anyone was concerned like, oh, they're only at, I forget what the percent, terrible percentage, leading worst line as far as, you know, expected goals for. I, I get that. That's fine. But we, I don't need a fourth line to contribute. I really don't. I need a fourth line to not let in goals. I need them to give the other guys a breather and not let in After goals. the trade yeah. deadline, that's when you want to add yeah, something. If they can provide. People are actually – People are actually complaining about the fourth line not being offensive enough. Yeah, dude, is that is that is that, think, is that like a real more, thing? I think it's yeah, more yeah, that, that really was. I think it's more of Goodrow more than the fourth line. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I saw quite a few people complaining about the fourth line's terrible XGF. I'm okay, like, well, well, people complain about part. everything. The well, true, true. People true. who complain, people who complain about a fourth line NHL team 
are the people who draft kickers first in fantasy football. <laughs> like, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. Like, like, yeah. if, it, like, look, I fourth line is super fucking important. You want them to not give up goals. Like yeah. you said, you want them to be able to turn momentum uh, when they can at random points during a series or a game or something like that. But like you, if you're relying on your fourth line to actually score goals, you're not, that's not a good team. No, that is not a good team. So I, I don't know. I, it's the only that, criticism of the fourth line should be after the trade deadline when every addition is official, right? Like yeah, and, 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 and you try and, and you try and get the deepest team possible, you know, that, that makes sense after the, the, the deadline, but yeah, that's, that is just absurd. Yeah, no, it, it just – it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, yeah, people will complain about anything. But I, I think, honestly, how well the Rangers were doing were giving some of the complainers not a lot to actually complain about. So they were going after the fourth line, especially because I saw some people trotting out that, that XGF stat with the fourth with fourth line being the worst in the league. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. First off, they're out there primarily for defensive zone faceoffs to begin with. Like, they're never put in a position to score. And I'm like, I don't care if they score. Like, it's great if you can have a fourth line that provides chips in, some depth scoring. That's great. But that's just not what they're there for. Like, you want your top two and top three lines to be providing the scoring. Um, it just doesn't matter. And some people said a few people were, like, bad defensively. And I'm like, honestly, they seem pretty good overall to me. They block a lot of shots. They take a lot of, uh, you know, wind out of the team sails. And I, I feel like they've done the job that they've meant to do. Have they been perfect? No, but nobody is. Um, so, yeah, I just – I don't care – like. I can't believe we're talking this long about the fourth line because I don't give a shit to talk about a fourth line basically ever because it's it's the fourth fucking line. Like, yeah, no as long as they're not player. like, you know, does yeah, as long as they're not actively bad. Game. Yeah. 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 If they were actively bad, then we'll have a good discussion about them. If they're out there just being low event, good. Yeah. That's by the way, Brett, again, again by the way, do not uh doubt Benoit Lair again, just just for the record. I know I know that last year our goal was a bit of a mess by quick, but he had one hell of a game. Yeah, he did. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what God or devil he sold his souls to, to be able to take an absolutely washed up hack of a goalie who was never that good, even in his prime and make him at this point. I mean, what? So it's been like two and a half games. He's played now. Is that right? Yeah. It's like two and a half. Three, Calgary three played at Seattle, played Edmonton, and played just now. And so does that. Th- so three and a half games, and he's played then. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so it's been enough to be able to say like that he's off to a good start anyway. I mean, one start, I'm like, wow, any goalie can have a good game once, you know. Um, but yeah. no, he's he's looked good. He has looked good, and I, I'm absolutely shocked, and I'm happy. To admit that I was wrong, I thought at the beginning of this year, the very first problem we were going to have to solve was Jonathan Quick. And I'm like, can we still get a lock back? Is there somebody else? Is is, is Garand, is he ready to come in? Because um, I did not think, I thought he was going to get out there and get absolutely cooked for like three or four starts, and they were going to be out there shopping. But you could always point, bring up spicy pork, uh, Louis Domingue. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I, he might be able to, he might, might be capable of doing it. I don't know. I'm just not. I don't have to play more about it. In that playoff run, he he could do the same for us for a few games. That's fair. To sure. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just so glad to be wrong about that. I really am. Oh yeah. Even I like when it was like, don't 
doubt Ben Waller, even, even to this extent. No, I, I don't know if anyone could have expected this. I don't think anyone could say they have. No, I'm not going to say I expected him to be this good, but I was also super fucking calm about it because I was just like, one, like, it's a backup goalie, so I'm not going to be that concerned. I'm not going to, like, go, lose so much sleep over that. Two, he's got Benny. And and three, this team was going to have more structure than previous years, yeah. just innately. So, like, you knew going in that there was going to be more emphasis on, uh, you know, not letting it, not letting up those high quality scoring chances. Yeah. If you put quick on the team last year, I think it would have been a disaster. But, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And so, no, that's a really good point too, because I I feel like the games that quickest played too, it's like the perfect goalie warm up game where the first ten shots you see are all like low mid danger. You get warmed up, you get a feel for the puck, and then and then when he does have to make some saves when they let up, you know, the four or five high danger chances they've been letting up, which is good. Um, he's been he's been warmed up for it you know because the only things that this team is giving up you know or this year so far has been a lot of low danger outside shots because we're blocking and keeping them so outside on the perimeter that it's just it's 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 a goalie's dream it's it's what they all want they want to take some shots but they want to take some weak shots to get that feel for the puck so it's just it's just perfect and you're right i think quick comes in last year I, he's getting just just absolutely raced out of that net yeah when does Shesterkin yeah. finally get a goal? I mean, he's due for years now. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Like, I and I think that you might see it this year because, like we said, like the structure wise, um, we weren't forcing teams to dump the puck a lot last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, true. Just from a lack of structure, this structure is going to force some teams, especially late in games when we have a lead, to dump the puck in and shit. We saw it a number of times last year where he got the puck and he had a few chances. Um he last like year was basically a red carpet of coming to the yeah uh, so like if defensive zone. Yeah so like if you let people control the puck coming into the zone then he's not gonna have as many opportunities. Who yeah. had a lot of hey who had a lot of opportunities like what I fucking am talking about Brodor he played right. in this system in the 90s and how many goals did he fucking have? Because yeah. they lock, they shut shit down late, and they forced teams to like you know just dump the puck in. And obviously, it was different because he can come around and go into the trapezoid and shit. Well, no, it was. But the, I it think was, that, it was the one three one though. No, they yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But he, yeah. They, yeah, but my my point is, is that he also got a few more goals because he was able to go out into the trapezoid oh, and I get the puck down there, and then. You know what I mean? Like they kind of play, for him. But yeah, playing that trap, it gives you more opportunities because teams are not going to be able to walk into the zone like they were last year. So they dump it in. That, that's more. Exactly. So I, I think it's going to have a trapezoid rule. I mean, would. Oh my God. If there was no trapezoid rule, we, we would Jesse, never have to oh worry. Just would just clear it every time. He would have like 20 assists. I think he's going to get it this year. He probably would. He would have, I'm not even kidding. I think I would put, and I want to ask both of you this legitimate, no trapezoid rule. How many assists? Does Chester can get this year? I would I would put an over under at like twenty five. No, no twenty five. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Well, first of all, well, actually, the Rangers. I would put it at all, like six and a half. Wait, what? I think well, Chris Kreider, 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 Ch
on the rush. That's all they do. And he's feeding him the puck. Yeah, I, I think. Mean, he, I, I, I mean, he did I, it. He I did it versus uh, Pittsburgh, if we remember uh, the in that playoff, and that was nasty. But I think the yeah. over under line's ten. I think it's ten. I think he's. I think. I think he. I think he hits double digits. And I'm, it's, I'm it's so hard. 10. I'm going with like fifteen. Yeah, I, I, that's that. That's that's reasonable. I, I just it's hard to like see what it would be like because like I I don't I almost don't remember what the games were like before the trapezoid. And also, what do you do as the other team? It's the one three one, so you're not going to get into the zone with the puck on your uh, stick, and you're going to have to dump a chase, but you can't do that either because they have the best uh, stick handler, you know, as a goalie in the league. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you would do at that point. Yeah. I mean, he's already so deadly back there anyway. I mean, I I cannot remember a, a goalie in this era that was better handling the puck than he is. You know, uh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith was very good. Yeah, yeah, Mike Smith was good. I don't know. Uh, yeah, dude, he he gets breakout passes better than a lot of NHL defensemen. Yeah, absolutely. Like, le- like legitimately, yes. Okay, so I have a stir the pot, but it might be horrendous. So yeah, just, let's let's stir it up. So I it, it might be love. Horrendous for the pot. Let's it, do this it. This might last maybe two seconds. That's it. Um, <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> all right. Uh, which would you rather? Panarin and Fox out. This over a 10-game span. Mm-hmm. Panarin and Fox out or Shesterkin out and Domingue in? Panarin and Fox out. Is it that? So- so, so, so it's a it's a ten game span, and it's Panarin and Fox out, or Shesterkin and Quick is out too. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You can't have that. What's going on? Malaria is in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did did the Ebola virus just hit the two starting goalies? What's going on? Like, can can you can you elaborate more on this scenario? We we were just doing a theoretical of the trapezoid. Okay, we we could do a theoretical about this. I'm doing a theoretical about the illness. And you answered what, pretty what quickly. <laughs> and you answered pretty quickly. Is it that like? I would yeah. no. I I think yeah, absolutely. Because like over the course of like ten games, Shesterkin can steal you at least yeah. five of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I I truly believe that, especially if if you're actually playing defense. Like you just talked about Fox and Panarin, like those two are your best defensive and your best offensive player. But like I I think it's not even like a question. You leave the best goalie in the league in the net. You know what I mean? Uh, especially if like it's such what if, a drop. What if I upgraded Deming to Quick? I was just I was literally just gonna say if like if, if it's quick, then it might be a little bit of a question. Um because I, I feel like I still don't think it is though. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's it at least lets you think about it a little bit more. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean I I I don't know. I mean like So would you say then Halak would would be better? A better uh um, I mean, Brett thinks so. Absolutely. I guess the Bills just scored. Yeah, Josh um, Allen did, and he also ran in, ran it in for a touchdown, which is good because now I've got one leg left on a parlay to make like two hundred bones. So I'm pretty happy. You know what? We're gonna go on a fucking tangent here because I yeah, have had, I have had the since we since I like stopped coming on the episodes, I have had the most ridiculous luck when it comes to parlays. Now I'm gonna lay it out there for you. Okay, last sure. week, last week. So uh, Friday, I missed a uh, six-leg NBA parlay by one 
basket. Not, not, no, not even a basket. Sorry. One point in a basketball game. Um, I missed another one on uh, one leg on Saturday. Then I missed two separate one legs on two separate parlays on Sunday last week. And then Monday night came back and did it again. That was four or five parlays in a matter of four days where I missed by one, one, one leg. And some of them were just like one yard. Some of them were just the most ridiculous shit. I missed an eight leg parlay in September. Christian McCaffrey, if he had five more, five more receiving yards, I would have won $1,800. Wow. Yeah. No. And I have just been going nuts. My brother last night won a, uh, he did, it was the thing was a six or eight game parlay. He won 900 or 800. My other brother won 900 today for two, any or two first time touchdown scorers in a, a two leg parlay. Nice. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I've gotten so close in the last month. And it's just been so constantly like missing by one by one by one. I'm fucking, I'm yeah, I'm feeling close. Last night I hit 11 out of 13 in a college uh, parlay. Damn. The only games I missed were Texas minus three and a half. They won by three. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You did a 13-team parlay and you're doing spreads as well? Yeah. You're just money lining them? Some of them I did. Some of them I spread. Okay. Uh, it, was, it wasn't all. Okay. Um, uh, the, the Texas, it was Texas minus three and a half. Texas won by three. And then Notre Dame was minus three and a half. Notre Dame lost. I, 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 that was the, that was the one I fucked up, but I, I hit 11 out of 13 and the other two were pretty close. Cause Notre Dame was like kind of close at the end. They should have won, but I mean, they just fucking sucked at Notre Dame. Wow. It was a dumb fucking bet that betting. I was going to say that that's what you get for betting on the fucking Irish. To begin yeah, with. exactly. It's so stupid, but it was a $3 bet would have paid at 4,500. Damn. Man, send me, send me some of your. Uh, uh, no, because they, like, I, I haven't won, and I just, I've come. Yeah, yeah, but, so but, but, I, I, but I feel like you're getting close. I want, I want a tail. Let me know. I'm, 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 I'm getting close here, boys. I'm getting close, and I can fucking feel it. I'm, I'm, well, you know, send me a screenshot. What you got going? I'll start tailing some of them. I love a good tail. I need, I need to win something first because, like, I, I can't just start sending out picks because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. That. I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. No, no, but, then, but then, but then you're gonna, you're gonna hit your big one, and then I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, and I'm going to tail for all your next losses. I, wanna, I know, right? I want to be there for the – it's like the slot machine. It hasn't been paying off. I want to be the next guy in the coin. I don't yeah, want to – Yeah, I got you. So, you know, send me some screenshots of what you got going. I mean, I, I've been doing very – I'm up pretty big this year, actually, overall. And I haven't hit, like, any big, like, $1,400 ones. But I've been chipping away at me, Berkey scene. I've been chipping away at, like, some one to $200. I, I give you a few uh, nice uh, uh, layups right there with the uh, – which one was it? There were a few like goal scorers, which I told you, and every single one of them hit besides one. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, I won a big bet by taking one of your bets and then taking off one of the legs. Because so like, yeah, I don't like that one. That's too much. I had Zuccarello obviously score last night. I mean, that's yeah, an that easy, was, that's I, an easy easiest bet. It's also time. been like obviously you know last night withstanding like the unders have been very good for the Rangers. But yeah. I want to know why the X Rangers odds are worse than last year. Did they like? Did they find out? Because it is it is possibility. The odds are the odds are definitely worse for X Rangers this year uh, than last year. It's it's not even a question. Is it really? That's funny. I haven't really noticed that. 
I, I haven't really, I, yeah, I never really look at it. You, you, I feel like that's something that you always would bet. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then you, you would mention it and it I just always off. forget. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. I don't know. I, I bet, I bet that several times this year and it hasn't paid off, which is why I didn't bet the Zuccarello one, which was stupid. Cause that was actually, no, that's an easy one. That was so one of, one of my friends is a cowboy fan uh, and I'm a giant fan and he like texts us all the time. Like, he so he's been fading the Giants all year, and every game he bets like under for the Giants, under for Daniel Jones, under for all the Giants. It's just like, and he's won like thousands of dollars off the Giants just being terrible. And like, and he texts us all the time, and it pisses me off so much. So the night that the Cowboys were playing this, the the Niners, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking spike bet the shit out of the fucking Niners and Cowboys game right here. So that was that was the eight leg parlay that almost paid out uh, like seventeen hundred. Because uh, I just literally I was like, the Niners are gonna fuck, or they're gonna absolutely dominate the Cowboys. So I actually like I like kind of picked it really like perfectly, and then it was just that one Christian McCaffrey thing that fucked me. Um, otherwise, like so I was just like, ah. Oh, so it's, it's actually fun to, like, look at your buddy's team sometimes and, like, make a spite bet and then just talk shit. Massive amounts of shit. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. make it better anyway. I like that. Like, one of my favorite, you know the comedian Hannibal Burris? Yeah, of course. He's so fucking funny. I love Hannibal. Actually, I've, I've met so him funny. a times, actually. When I, I, I met him once, and it was, like, the craziest. So I used to live in this really small town. Um. Uh, called Yellow Springs, Ohio. It's where Dave Chappelle lives. And um, he throws these parties called Dave Chappelle's Juke Joint. And he, he has like a limited number of tickets. He sells a couple hundred tickets in town and then like invites some celebrities and stuff. Anyway, one day I'm walking down the street and I like look up and I see Hannibal Burris walking by me and I just say, holy shit. And he like walks by. And then later that night I'm at the Juke Joint and I see him, I go up to him and his friends that were with him there. I was like, Hey Hannibal, he's like, oh, you're the guy that said holy shit earlier. I was like, yeah, that's me, that's me. That's me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, Hannibal's a really cool guy. But he had he had his uh, uh, bit about craps, and he loves betting craps. He's like, because you can bet negative, you can bet for any reason. You can just be like, ten dollars against the cut of that guy's jib right there, twenty dollars against that guy's hat. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I never even thought about that. That's that's yeah. really funny. Yeah, and I do, and I, like I, I don't really understand craps. I like I understand the basics of. It. There's some of the bets I still don't understand. I understand the basics of it, but I love that you can go up and just bet against the roller and be like, nope, that guy doesn't have it right now. Yeah, brilliant. So a spike bet against teams like that, man, that's that that's we should. Have, this is uh, this has been unofficially the gambling corner, by the way. Uh, I'm just gonna name this segment. That's what this was here. It was the gambling corner. Well, you're not naming it. It was already named already it was just we haven't done no, it no but i'm naming that this was the gambling corner oh, I'm naming, okay, I'm naming this segment this was an unannounced okay, okay. segment of the gambling corner here okay by the way did you ever think you'd live to see the day where the rangers are second in face-off win percentage no when it Although was it, it gets ruined because you know who's third <laughs> san jose wow really i was shocked it, it ruined i was so happy and then i saw that i'm like oh oh it's it's gone. <laughs> if only, if, if only they could stop giving up ten goals per game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've given up twenty goals in the last two games. Isn't it just a, watching David? It is Quinn an absolute fail. disaster. It's so fun watching him fail, though. I love it. And Truba is number one in block shots. Benino is fourth. 
Wow. It's uh yeah, definitely the Rangers are on top of a few of the stats. Uh I I mean, like you see the whole team committed. You see everyone blocking shots, you see everyone playing as a unit rather than last year as just individual players who were just opportunistic, right? Yeah. It's just what, it seems I, like they what's, have the heart. What's the what's been since this is the first time we're really the three of us are all talking since the season started, what's been your most enjoyable thing to watch so far this year. It could be a player. It could be structure. It could be a coach. It could be, uh, I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever. Just what has been your, 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 your favorite thing that you've maybe surprised you so far? I don't know. I already know what Bergie's going to say. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really, I guess it's, it's two and one. It's the kids are in the top six and it's consistent lines, meaning like they, they aren't changed within the first game. They're not changed within the first, period or minute yeah. or nanosecond uh, and their kids are actually getting a proper long leash and who would have thought obviously Lafreniere doesn't look like a first overall pick yet or if ever but he's been playing his best hockey as a ranger uh, mm -hmm. I mean it's only been what 10 games on the second line that's all it took yeah so your favorite thing is is Gallant not being the coach anymore, basically. They, basically, yeah. Okay, basically, okay. Basically. That's better. That's good. That's good. It's actually not exactly what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to talk about Lafreniere exclusively. Um, well, that's no, the kids as a whole. I mean, it, that does – that is part of it. You can text me like every time he touches the puck. Yeah, like, oh because, because, because you're, you, were doubt, you were doubting like before. So, yes, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe rub it in just, just, just a little. And I know that's yeah. one of the things you, you're happy to be wrong about. That's the problem. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll still – you know, remains to be seen. You know, well, you get a, get a jinx and injury there too? No, no, he's a tough kid. He's not going to get injured. But, but Panarin – He's going down. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. You shut your fucking <laughs> mouth goes before you. So uh, that's actually leading to so my favorite thing so far has been Panarin. And not just that he's scoring, not just that he's playing well. It's how he's playing has been the most surprising and great thing for me. He's a totally different player now. Um, not only is he shooting the puck, which is great, but it's the fact that he's not just going into the zone and peeling up and looking for a pass. It's that he's actually going to the center of the ice. He's going to the slot. He's going to the dirty areas. He's working so much harder and playing with so much more. I mean, I don't want to say an edge because he still is he's a small guy. It's not like he's out there throwing checks. But just like for his game, he's playing with an edge that he didn't have before. And it's making all the difference in the world on that line, uh, both for himself and and you know the two I was around him as well. So that's been my favorite thing to see of the season uh, so far and the most surprising because I, I thought Panarin was just going to be what Panarin is, which is like, you know, I'm a guy that's going to, you know, hold on to the puck and, you know, find some lanes and make some crazy passes. And that's what he's going to do. But he's shown that he's got more to his game than that. And that's been my favorite thing by far. I literally was going to say the exact same fucking thing. Um, no, and it's just, I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it. What, what I was going to say, it's just, it's it's really refreshing to see a superstar player who has been having good years. Yeah, like he he you can't say that he's disappointed at all. Like he's come in as a free agent, and I, he might be the most uh, the best New York free agent signing that I can remember in my mind, at least yeah. as of right now in my life. Um, Talk about hockey, baseball, fucking football, whatever you want. I, he's the most – he's come in with the most pressure. He is the highest-paid player on the team. 
all this shit. And he's, you know, right away he produces, you know, 90 point seasons. And he was so fucking pissed off after last year. And it's so refreshing to see a superstar player get really fucking pissed off about not winning. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Sometimes you see a lot of players, especially now, like that are just, you know, it sucks and they move on and, you know, they let it go. You don't see this but a lot of trap player change to this degree. At this point of his career, he's right. 33, whatever he exactly. is. Yeah. So it's just, that's the really fucking cool part. And um, it's I mean, just, this it, is, it, this it, is the nice. type of, style that would produce in the playoffs this more physical more center you we, we, more sandpaper type of we we yeah we went would, through all of this one would think exactly like i i you know but yeah it's just refreshing to see a player uh kind of echo the the heartbeat of the french of the fan base really and he's fucking you know he put in the work and he's fucking doing his uh doing his shit right now so it's just that's that to me is is the other side of what's exciting to see um absolutely yeah i was just thinking about it the best free agent signing um that we've had i, I think the only person you can compare it to at this point probably gabrick right did we sign gabrick or trade for him no, i don't think we traded for him i just tried looking up too i'm like i think we just signed him was it maybe like we traded a fourth for his technical rights before no the- i i i really thought we traded for him we traded like we traded uh, for Nash and we traded yeah. Gabrick after um I'm pretty sure we traded for him. I would is Yager part of a trade too, or did Yager sign? Yeah, Yager was part of a trade uh, yeah, so from the Washington Capitals. Um was Gabrick? I uh, yeah, I'm kind of upset that I don't Yeah, no, he's he was a, he was signed, he wasn't traded. Yeah, fuck me like, wrong. When, when was he signed though? Was it like did he did they like get his rights for a pick or something? Nah, I have no idea. Whatever. I, well, I'm, I'm just saying I'm, technically <clears throat> speaking, if they got his rights and signed him before July 1st, it's not a year Yeah, no, that was no longer part of the conversation. Yeah. I don't know. My 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 main point is, is that you know no, just, I, I there there hasn't been a lot of people to come in. No, like, no, you know, there there I mean that we have to dig back, you know. So then, and then, and after that, dude, I don't even know. Our free agent signings have not been good. No, they. they I mean, Pavel Bure, Bobby Holik, uh, Wade Redden, Scott Gomez. I Gomez mean, was the worst. That was the worst. Man, that was. So well, no, that but was Gomez turned in. No, Gomez turned into McDonald. It turned to McDonald. Yeah, it turned yeah McDonald. I, I know, I know, but but him. I, I remember when he signed. I was like, why? No. Dude, that guy had the biggest muffin of a shot I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, you're an NHL hockey player and that's your shot? Are you kidding me? Hated Gomez. Oh, my God. Those are some dark days, man. Yeah. Dark days. All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Luca, thanks for uh, joining us uh, for this episode. After uh, Thanks for having uh, me back. Episode. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for the listeners. We'll see you next time.